Welcome back, Facebook Podcast. It's been a while. Um, since it's under a month, though. Is it under a month? Which is pretty good for us. Yeah, it under is under a month. month. Hopefully, we can at, at some point do it more regularly than once a month, though. Um, yeah, there's been a lot that's happened, actually, since our last one. Um, yeah, I think I mean, so. Although, I, I think although all I the think big blows signed. I think no, I think loads of it happened just after our last one, like well, literally within the week after. I feel like can't well, I can't remember exactly, but I don't know like Ankanashian maybe to like go into the White Sox that might have been after. Yeah, I think it was and things like that. Loads of those sorts of moves um, happened, but yeah, I can't actually remember which ones they were, and they're a long time ago, so. Yeah, the the recent news, anyways, the Astros thing that we, we just touched on, I suppose. Yeah, um, I I don't really have a particularly strong view on it, whereas most people did. Yeah, uh, I feel like the draft pick stuff. I I've, I've seen a lot of people. I've spoken with people on Twitter who wanted that to be more. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Um, if the, I I felt when I saw the punishments, I thought that's like seems quite severe. Really, it's like people calling for them to take their title off them and stuff. And it's like they they're not going to do that because that just makes the scandal like ridiculously big. And what, what you then give it to the Dodgers, who then have a trophy parade or something like three years later. Like, how does that work? Yeah, I, I think the taking the title off them stuff is stupid. Personally, I yeah. I think that's that's real silliness. It happened, like you said. What you give yeah. it to the Dodgers, and they now that as their World Series drought over. If you give it to the Dodgers now, well, it's not because they still didn't win. I mean, it would be. It's like... Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you get um, the whole thing with sign stealing as well is when you have a runner like on second base, um, a lot of like pundits and commentators and stuff, uh when there's someone on second talk about it as like it's just like part of the game of when there's someone on second and they're doing it you know like making signals to tell them what pitch is coming or whatever um but it's just the fact that they've used a camera or something makes it well not part of the game i suppose well i think it's similar um so in cricket for instance if you it's accepted that you'll try and use your saliva to shine the ball. Yeah. But if you use any foreign substance, including stuff people have had where there have been scandals about whether they use sweets, but yeah. if you take sandpaper out to rough it up, that's considered completely immoral and the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like, what What have you just been eating loads of, yeah. What have you, yeah, well, like, that's, chewing, that's been chewing gum? Before. And then you've got yeah, and it happens. part of that in your saliva. Like, yeah, it's... There's there are really sort of strange lines. So yeah, it's more of a grey area the... than a lot of reaction has been to it. I think it's probably it probably shouldn't be allowed. But also at the same time, there is something very similar to what they did that people seem to do all the time, and it's just accepted that they do. Well, it's just like you said, broadcasters say it when when there's yeah. a guy in second and they have a mound visit. They're like, oh, they're they say yeah, they're going to have to change the signs. Yeah. Um. So it. Some of it is this, it's part of the game because it's old, as in we've always done that. The guy on second base has helped us figure out the signs. Yeah. 
and that using technology is this newfangled thing. Maybe we fast forward to 30 years and everyone is then using technology to do it. And it's about who's yeah. better at stealing signs. But I guess, um, I guess this is the point where, from the decision they've made, they've basically banning it. Like, you know, if anyone's caught doing it again, then it's very serious. Because I'm plus part of the. Because the, the bans they gave out, it was to the GM and the manager, wasn't it? Yeah. That That's, I mean, not officially, but they have basically fired them, haven't they? Like, that, I don't think there was any way they were going to keep their jobs. No. When I saw the penalties, I yeah. was like, yeah, surely they're leaving now. I mean, they're not just going to have a season with, like, the bench coach in charge of every game, and then AJ Hinch is going to come back. That's well, like Alex Core has got his punishment coming as well, hasn't he? And his might be bigger. Yeah. Why, why would he suppose be bigger? He had, what, what does he do? I suppose he had a, a more significant role in it. Oh, right. Well, it's Carl's Beltran um, thing as well. Exactly. So this is the other can of worms, and I think particularly linked to the idea of stripping them of their title is a yeah. bit like the steroid era, where it was, if you go, oh, well, we caught that guy, oh my God, yeah. we must tear him down, is, well, there's a lot of people who've said, this isn't just the Astros yeah. doing this. I've seen some it's of that. not just Alex Cora. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, this isn't a one-off thing. It's like other teams do it. Yeah. It's like, even, well, even the Dodgers they beat, I mean, maybe the Dodgers were doing something similar too, anyway. You're talking yeah, about just not doing the title it quite to them. as well. Yeah, yeah so, I, I think they... <sighs> Weirdly, I wonder if they've done this as a way of trying to not open a can of worms here. Is if you make it heavy enough that it's just like everyone goes, right, well, shut up, or it's the end of my career. Yeah. And hopefully try and sort of stop people doing it. I Obviously, we don't know how widespread it is. I bet some people do. There must be some hitters who've played for multiple teams. Yeah. Um or maybe just even how good they are at doing it, how effective they are at making a noise that's loud enough that you know it's off speed. Yeah, there's a... It's a yeah, it's not quite such a black and white issue as it might be, because, as you said, it's a almost like a traditional thing of people always doing it, but just without yeah. a camera. And it's like, well, now we have technology. It's like with everything else in, well, in the world and in sport, in baseball as well. It's like... The stuff stuff is just done differently now because of technology. Is you could almost look at it in that way. Is it's like the same as people have always been doing, but they just did it with a camera because cameras. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it, it's then considered sacrilege. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm swear uh, I've heard stories and stuff. I think I saw something the other day actually of, of giants stuff of um, you know, of like stories about at Candlestick Park, the giants like um, yeah installed a telescope. Like behind, like above the batter's eye or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like that's something that people just talk talk about. That well, there's this, like, there's the same stuff in in using the comparison with the steroid scandal too. Yeah, is it's just like lines get drawn, and it's if you were found to be on that side of the line. Yeah, and it, it's it changes throughout history. This stuff, so. Yeah, maybe this is now the hard line forever. Is if you use a camera, sign stealings, you're going to get hit with a big penalty. But maybe that changes. Maybe we gradually get to a point where this does become the norm. But there are then rules on something else to do with it. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't feel like I had a particular. When I first saw the punishments, my immediate reaction was that seems severe. Then I've seen a lot of people say they're not harsh enough. So. 
Yeah, I, I can't. Know. I mean, yeah, people saying they should take a title off them, but like, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine what else, what other bigger punishment you'd have. I mean, it's bigger than most like punishments for steroids and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, the only other one is the more draft pick stuff because they capped out the fine, didn't they? They maxed out the fine they could give them. Yeah. Um, the draft but picks like, one the first that doesn't and the sit well with round me. Draft pick. Yeah, that doesn't sit well with me because then you're going this organization. Well, by the fact that you said they basically made it very likely the GM and the coach are going to get fired. A lot of the players will be gone by the draft yeah, pick. Yeah, it's going to be a whole different group of people that are then different organization. Yeah, a completely different organization. You'd be nailing. And that seems, including the fans, to be honest. A yeah. Astros fans didn't know this was going on. They, they didn't organize it. Whatever you think of it morally, or whether they've defended it now or not, it seemed it would be ridiculously cruel to me if you went right. You've not got any picks in the first five rounds for five years to the sort of thing that I've seen suggested. Like I say, yeah. suggested th this isn't coming from. This is just Twitter chatter, not anything reputable. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Oh well, well, I guess we'll see what happens with like Alex Cora and stuff. But this could just yeah. be the start. There's yeah. a chance this start of stuff, and then everyone yeah. gets banned. But what thing is though, when everyone's cheating in the same way, which seemed like a lot of it was like that in the steroid era, really, and just some yeah. guys got caught and some guys didn't. It's like I don't know how you can really do it fairly without just. Because, I mean, you can't yeah. just ban everyone, and then you don't have a sport anymore. No. No, you can't. Not to mention the damage to the sp the league's image you do if you do ban loads and loads of people. Yeah. You have a problem. Um, uh, speaking about steroids, that's the thing that will come up. Why, another reason we should probably do a podcast relatively soon is it's not long until the Hall of Fame announcements. Oh, right, yeah. But yes, so, should we move on to... Yeah, let's to, move on uh, to actual... Some more positive right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> not not scandal after scandal. Josh um, Donaldson. Yes. There's the other big bit of news. Four years, um, I think it's 92 million guaranteed with the Twins. Four years? I think there's an option for a fifth. Like, 39? It was a con... Yeah, I was really surprised to see him get one this big. Yeah, I mean he was good, really good again last year, but like you know he's he was, but he's also not far removed from being injured, basically. Yeah, yes, a fifth year option that could get to a hundred million dollars. Um, that is a big probably, old contract. He is probably a good enough hitter to be a DH and stuff, but like, well, they they've still got Nelson Cruz, haven't they? For now, I mean, he's probably okay for now, but I mean, like, you know, a lot of that contract, he's probably not be able to play first anymore. Yeah, um, if he can just the world every day with a guy who's had injury issues, the H should protect him. Yeah, um, I I was surprised. I like it. Obviously, I like a particularly small market team. Showing... Yeah, small market team that's that's had a good season. They're in like a strong position because they've got a couple of really good prospects, aren't they? Um, yeah, they're like they're well, they're definite favourites now. I think the in the Indians are probably third. For me, in yeah, that division I'd, now, I'd have that for sure. Um, the yeah, the, the only thing with it, and this downside to it is, it could be one of those deals that ends up shrinking their window because, like you said, they've got prospects yeah. on the way up, which they've said they're not going to trade. 
if those guys come up and are great, yeah, and then if, they've just got this Donaldson contract, contract becomes like a yeah, like a really bad one at some point. Like you can remember. Also, fingers with those small market teams. Yeah, the like they want to squeeze everything out of him as well, won't they? Yeah, they're not just going to like discard him if he's playing badly. Like he's going to be playing whenever he's fit, like up to the end of that contract. Yeah, and I, I hope that doesn't end up haunting them. Yeah, because that would. Be... Uh, yeah, like the it's Nationals and the Braves, wasn't it? it was the other teams that... Yes, um, and the Texas Rangers of... were linked to them too. Yeah, the Rangers are going quite big, aren't they? But um, it's the yeah the Nationals and the the Braves sort of got quite a big hole at third base compared to what they had last year, aren't they? Haven't they now? Well, Braves are in a a slightly tricky spot, I think. As tricky a spot as you can be in when you keep winning the division and you've got one of the best farm systems in baseball, Andrew Cunha. I mean, is it the nicest of tricky spots? But as in they've they've retained their farm system um, almost to the point of criticism over the last couple of years. They've dipped on that in having loads of arms. And then they've obviously had Acuna come up. Austin Riley hit well for a bit last year. And then and Christian Pash should be up this year. Yeah. But now they've got this. They had their top four, didn't they? They had the Acuna, Albies, Freeman, Donaldson. And then the order I felt dropped off a bit. Now there's no Donaldson. They really could do with the third baseman or another big bat, whether they go yeah. for Azuna or Castellanos. Or if um, Riley, Riley may well get a proper go. Yeah, but with him, you know, like, that's putting a lot of faith in him. Yeah, because they are now... It's not like a couple of years ago where they were sort of thought to do that sort of thing. They're now sort of expecting to be win division or competing for the division title. Yeah, it, it's Every not the year. time to be putting a huge weight on someone like Riley who was very up and down last season. Uh, so losing Donaldson hurts. I don't blame them with how they've financially been structured recently as well. I don't blame them for not giving him that contract. Uh, yeah. They've obviously now been linked with... That's what I was saying about trading prospects. They've been linked with Bryant or Arenado. But I don't see other deals because the price is going to be so high. Yeah, I'm not... I don't know how much I'd like them trading for Arenado. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't I, like that particularly for them. It depends. Well, it really depends on the prices, but you'd assume they'd have to give up like some of their good prospects and they well they've made such a point of keeping hold of them really although the thing is with getting Arenado is that is a relatively long-term move as well well he's got an opt-out though that's the problem after when? it after 2021 he's got an oh, opt-out so it's not that long term then because potentially unless you did a trade and negotiated more money to take the opt-out out of the deal yeah that that would be the only way you can make sense of it. But my option for them, and I put this in my article of moves they could make after missing out on Donaldson, is actually to go for Evan Longoria. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that mentioned somewhere. But so they they don't have a lot of commitment with him. It's only three yeah. years. The interesting thing is, will you know? Will they be able to identify that that he's not terrible? You know, because right. I mean, if you just look at his stat, he's like, like basically since he's gone to the Giants, he's not hit that well. It doesn't take much, but it's like 
he has also had a lot of uh, a lot of those deep fly balls at AT&T and stuff, you know. What if he was playing at SunTrust Park instead? Sorry, there's a couple of technical difficulties there. Um, we were just talking about Avalon Goria, weren't we? Yeah. As an option for the Braves to trade for. Because the... Yeah, I don't think that the Giants would not need much to give him up, would they at all? Well, based on... Um, seems like they are sort of just looking for any, you know, any prospects they can get for anyone. Yeah, well, I think they they also showed that they would buy a prospect, as they did with Cozart, yeah. who they just DFA'd. So if the Braves are worried about Longoria's contract, which I think is like $53 million over the next three years. Yes, about that. I bet the Giants would put some money towards that to get a slightly better prospect back. They're still going to be able to get a great prospect for Longoria. Yeah, I mean, a lot. It's, it's, they wouldn't have to give up like a massive haul like they would... Arenado. Like for Arenado, it'd basically be, you know, we're no longer going to have a good farm system. Yeah. Like and gonna... Bryant would be the same, although that depends yeah. on his um, grievance. Grievance? What's that? What, what do you mean? Well, he filed a thing about service time manipulation, which oh, could really? move his free agency. Yeah. Oh, right. Move it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be after next year, I think, instead of after 21. That changes quite a lot, doesn't it? That yeah, so any trade for him, I imagine, isn't going to happen until we know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't think that's come out. The that's come out yet. But what what I was saying anyway, just before we had the cutout, um, is Longoria still a lot of the time still looks like a very solid hitter with power, and I, I think a lot of the decline in numbers really is down to AT and T Park. Well, it is his numbers. I mean, he there still are managed atrocious. to hit twenty home runs last year. His his numbers at home are atrocious as a giant. Yeah, I think wasn't his his OPS at home was under seven hundred, and on the road it was um, over eight fifty. I think eight seventy. Yeah, and still a very decent defender. Yeah, so I think he's like the halfway house solution for them. Um, the other option would be to go for Azuna or Castellanos, go with Camargo and Riley at third. Yeah. And, and but then you, yeah. But then there's less pressure on them offensively if you get one of those guys. Yeah, because the key, yeah. as much as anything, is getting the guy to hit cleanup, probably. Yeah. So who who would the outfielder be then if they got one of those guys? Uh, well, they'd play them on the left or left, I guess, or right. Them and Acuna on the corners with Inciarte. Oh no, they've got Marquez, haven't they? Yeah, and so Marquez. Marquecas, what Acuna center again? Yeah, and then the other, the new guy on the left. Yeah, and uh, but then there's also, what's his name? The prospect we'll talk about a minute ago. Pash. Yeah, like that blocks him quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why a third baseman does make the most sense. And obviously, Austin Riley can still fill in in corner outfield like it was most last most last season, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for the Nationals, I don't know what they're going to do. Really? No, key boom. Yeah, they signed as Drupal Cabrera. Um, yeah. That's not really a, an alternative to Josh Donaldson, though. <laughs> and no. Yeah, they're, they're relying on key boom. But they, they might they just try and do what they did last year and lost Bryce Harper. 
they lost Bryce Harper, but then, you know, Juan Soto basically was just amazing again. It's like, yeah, he's now like just going to be a perennial all-star probably for the next decade. Um, yeah, you can't just keep doing MVP no. candidates, though. At some point, no. it stops working. But Carter Keeboom is equally like a really highly rated guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a tiny bit last year and didn't do well, but like, it's a very small sample size. He's, he's what, yeah, he's incredibly highly rated as a hitter, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, um, there's a lot of pressure on these guys again, but just win the World Series, so it's sort of. They're not under pressure. No, there's almost less pressure than there would be otherwise because they've just won it, sort of. Well, they're on a they're on a feel good tour. Because they're not, basically. yeah, they're not they're not going to be expected to win it again. They weren't expected to do it last time. So they're not going to be expected to win it again at the start of the year or anything. And they've just lost um, like a couple of their like best players. Yeah. So, uh, I can't think. There were it was the Texas Rangers, the other team in the running. I can't to talk about. That. Do you want to talk about the Rangers now? Is there anything else you'd like to move on to? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Rangers. We've sort of um, done that, aren't we? The... Yeah, we we well eighty percent of these podcasts have been about the bloody NL East. Eh? Yeah, I, well, last year it was very like the most interesting league, wasn't it? By miles, probably. Yeah. Um, it yeah. probably might not be, and there's a lot of teams. Well, that either have lost free agents or you know been trying to sign big free agents and stuff. This for this year. So it's just always still. I think it's not going to be quite as good. I mean, it's going to be good. Like the the AL Central, I think, could actually be interesting. The, even though last year it was like very boring, really. Yeah. Well, it's it's but, going to be yeah. more interesting than it has been for the last few years, but that's not really saying anything. I no. suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Texas Rangers, new ballpark, new jerseys, which are really really nice. I've not seen they've got new jerseys. Um, and they've been going out hunting for for big miss. Instead, they've not done that. They signed, they traded for Corey Kluber, they signed Bill Gibson, and they've they've just continued structuring their their veteran rotation of guys that no one really talks about enough. Corey yeah. Kluber even falls into that. In the AL Central, even when he was winning a Cy Young, it was sort of just like he's just this random bearded guy. Yeah, a bit. Didn't have. Didn't have the same mystique as like Scherzer or Degrom or anything like that. Yeah, he just in this same, small like, market in the middle of the country. Man. Yeah, small market in the middle of the country. No one really talks about him, and he just sort of plods his way along to a two point two and saying, "Cool." So they've got him. That fits in their starting pitching brand. They're gone to a new ballpark, and instead of just being like, you know, people come and visit the new park, they they were after Rendon, weren't they? Didn't happen. Yeah. They were sort. Sort of not involved in pitching because they've got that sorted, um, and now they're cropping up and being after Arenado, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know how they'd get him though. What do you mean they'd have the prospect? Yeah, I would have thought they'd be a big package for Arenado, really. But it's all quite just the. Um, I guess it's a bit of the Rockies potentially being really badly run again is that maybe his value's not actually that much because his contract's so big and the opt-out that's the thing yeah, the opt-out so out that i think it's mike petriello regularly mentions that he didn't ask for it they gave it to him or something ridiculous what? 
Um, so you're either getting two years of him or if he doesn't want to leave, you've got to pay him a ridiculous, it's like 230 million left. Was it 240 million? Something like that. Um, so I, I trade value is you would, you only deal getting players that can help you in the next couple of years and are highly rated. But traditionally those players aren't given up for that contract. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? I just can't see how they get the deal done. Unless there's... I, I don't know what the Rockies should want from them. I mean, they may just take some stupid trade. They, it may end up just being a really weird trade because of the Rockies being bad. Um, but I just, can, just can't see how it works at all. Um... The one thing might be, and I don't know enough about the Rockies, I don't know if maybe their beat writers have covered this. If the motor, as I just said, I'd assume the motivation to trade him would be to improve the farm or get young players that can help now. But what if they just want to get off the contract? Which would be what weird the, that they've just given it to him. The they could actually be doing it as, that's how, the only way it could happen. And we said when they gave the contract out, that like, um, yeah, because they, they've not been in a position. Maybe how he ends to, up in Texas. Is the way it happened is if the Rockies do something quite stupid. Not just. Well, I don't. Just, I think if there's bidding for him, and say obviously the Braves can help them if they were to go off, but maybe they'd want Colorado to cover some of the contract pre opt out. If it were straight, we'll pay all of the contract. No one else a deal. Yeah. That might be how the Rangers outbid whoever else is potentially interested in him. Yeah, what is so that if they're going to take more of the contract? Then... Yeah, they they just I think they're in quite an interesting spot. They also just signed Todd Frazier, the yeah. Earth million with an option. They seem to be doing stuff differently, don't they? They've not done the complete tanking and building up the farm system, which seems to be the way that most teams do stuff now. Um, but they they've sort of had that like young core of guys for the last few years that they had together, um, but they. What did they trade? They traded Mazzara, didn't they? Yeah, that wasn't just a. They actually traded him. They sort of seemed to have like stuck with that young core for a few years, thinking like, you know, this can work out. And basically, Joey Gallo out of that has turned out he's get really good. Um, but yeah, they've that they've sort of changed their tack like this off season quite a bit, where they've they've sort of given up on a couple of those. Um, young hitters that they just sort of had around for a while and were sort of going for it again without having like any super prospects coming through which is not not a common thing this um anymore yeah it might turn out to be reckless but i think it's yeah. also quite good to see it's like the kluber trade they didn't give up almost anything for kluber yeah they're almost um well, they're sort of exploiting the fact that other teams don't want to pay spend any money when they're not winning. Yeah, exactly. Whereas exactly. they will they will do. So there is like a scenario here. Money. We don't know what Klub is going to be because he was injured and bad last year and he's in his 30s. But there is a scenario where they they get like Arenado and Kluber 
for almost no prospect cost here, which would just be amazing. Yeah. Part of, this, wouldn't it? part of the reason I've been drawn to them is one, like you said, they've done stuff differently, even with their just their random collection of, of sort of essentially quite good in their rotation. When all these teams are getting criticized, basically what you just described, the team wanting to spend unless you're stuck. They're doing something really quite different. And in a division where you would, wouldn't blame they tanked when they're with the Arrows. Yeah. Interesting to see. Oh, interesting team. Sport interesting. And managed to win. Um, yeah. I wonder if they could be for. I mean, these. Two, I think we've probably mentioned Castellanos on every podcast, but they don't seem to be moving. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need to probably talk about next, isn't it? Is the um, there's still a few outfielders left, aren't there? Doug the outfielders yeah. in the last podcast. Nothing's uh, actually happened. happened with them. Most everyone else is gone now. I think. Yeah, there's a Arnold left. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I'm just trying to load my base reference page, but it's going incredibly slowly. Um, what? Oh, Corey Dickerson signed. I think that was oh, yeah. since the last podcast. Um, yeah, that definitely was. And um, Brett Gardner re-signed with New York, but we already knew that. Oh, and, and yeah. Calhoun. These all happened since the last. Looking at this. I think quite a lot of stuff. Even like Rendon and Cole actually happened since our last podcast. But it's kind of too late. There's not too much to add to that. Those anyway. They happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that outfield group that we spoke about before. Corey Dixon, interestingly, the one that's gone, is the guy that we said would be getting underpaid. Yeah. And he did. And he's ended up playing for the Marlins. Yeah, he's a he's uh, he just seems like a really solid me. Always has yeah. done. Like, I I don't know what that's about to be honest. I don't really get it. What well, that no one's to rate him. Yeah, I don't know whether he's maybe he's just us. I don't know. Is that it? It's just every class he's been in, he's pissed everyone off. Maybe. But it I know it does like that. But when like the whole of Major League Baseball seems to have a completely different view from what we can see of him, it does make you wonder like what what is it. Is it something like like I couldn't possibly know or Yeah. I mean he's obviously not like a superstar level player, but like I I, I sort of see, see him as like the layer like almost below that, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I'd maybe say not like, quite an all star, but like he's been like consistently like productive. If you're doing like, tiers and you yeah. had like A star is Okay, so you have Mike Trout at the top, and then you have yeah. A-Star, which is like Altuve, Betts, those guys. And then say A is the All-Stars. I'd say he's like a solid B. Yeah. B-plus type player who is occasionally going to have years where he should be on the All-Star team, but probably won't be. Yeah. Yasiel Yass- Puig's still available as well, isn't he? Yeah. So they... It's like Puig, Azuna, and Donaldson are the guys available. Not not Donaldson, sorry. Puig, Azuna, and Castellanos are the guys available out of that group. And Domingo Santana is still available. And um, Kevin PR is also available. Yeah, but does anyone don't care about that? And Hunter Pence, in fact. Yeah, that's a weird one, isn't it? Like, 
I don't know, I guess maybe people just realised that that was just a one-off. Or maybe he actually wants money now, that might be the thing. There's an article on the website going up tonight that mentions both Kevin PR and Hunter Pence. I won't give the game away, but you know, if anyone's listening, go and look at it. All right. I I don't even know what that is about, to be honest. (laughs) Well, you should go read it too then. Yeah, I might do. Um, Yeah, we probably did this last time, but have you got any ideas of who needs these guys? Um, I think lots of people do. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why I find it so baffling they haven't moved, and I think their demands must be ridiculous. Because everyone's got two corner outfield spots. Yeah. Which may be slightly an obvious thing to say, but okay, so we just said about the Braves. They're one of the teams that you'd say is least in need, considering they've got Pash, Acuna, Marquecas. Yeah, but like, yeah, it wouldn't They be could terrible. still fit one in. These these guys are still yeah. like... Although I guess they wouldn't be want to be spending big on one of them, particularly... Yeah, um, um, the Cardinals are obviously in play, um, aren't they? Because they they made a trade yeah. recently. But there's so many teams that are just sort of um, that are not necessarily like being going to be really competitive next year. That could just have them. Yeah, especially, especially like Castellanos Santana, like not that old. They're pretty young free agents. Well, they're all under 30, in fact. Like, you know. Why not? I mean, I, yeah, would have quite liked the Giants to get one, to be honest. I mean, maybe they still will. But like, they're, they're definitely not going to be good next year. Yeah, they're, they're going to be atrocious. Yeah. Um, what about uh, the Indians? I mean, we can you can say Indians have needed an outfield of like three years and they still don't do it. They haven't even tried. They're, they're the most annoying team. Yeah. with this stuff um, but if, if we're looking for a team on, on just need alone not unlikely of doing it the Cleveland Indians would be one because although we said they've dropped down to third in their division if you're doing a little power rankings right now yeah, you add another bat there yeah their pitching should still be very good yeah um, so that's that's a very frustrating one I mean the White Sox are covered aren't they very much in the outfield but I don't yeah. know. I I I'd be I would love to know what they're probably, asking. Probably probably about half the teams in baseball, probably like fifteen of the thirty teams, you can make a case uh, that they could do with signing one of those guys. Yeah. I mean I think the Giants are one team that you've got a pretty strong argument for. Yeah. Because they, they so obviously need an outfielder. Yeah. Should we um wrap up? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to add. No. Yeah, sort of out of talking. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a, a weird podcast with the the whole breaking in the middle. But yeah, yeah, let's um let's wrap it up. Bye.